0: Occasionally you fall ass backwards in the money happens sometimes it's gonna happen once or twice in your life maybe more happens to everybody um this was a couple of years ago somebody sent me a chart of coffee futures and I had never traded coffee before but I looked at it and I was like hmm that is an interesting chart and I'm not strictly a technical analyst but I do some chart work and I can read a chart and I'm like, man, I think it's I think it's gonna go higher. So I said, I'll take a flyer. So I bought nine coffee futures. And in two weeks, I made $56,000 on that trade as coffee went up about 14%. So then I closed out the trade. 56 grand on a fun little trade. And that is real money. Like I fell ass backwards in the money. <laughs> like that's a car. That's legitimately a car, and that was fun. That was fun. So, you know, is it luck? Is it luck? Is it like Hillary and her cattle futures? I don't know. Um, It's not luck. I mean, you know, I've spent 24 years doing this. I know how to read a chart. That's a lot of experience. That's a lot of experience. Plus, I had to take the risk. It could have completely gone the other way, right? So, I could have lost 56 grand easily. There's that old saying, nothing ventured, nothing gained, which is absolutely true, because if you want to make money, you have to take the risk. Like, it's a very simple concept. Like, if you want to make money, just sitting around and wishing that you're going to make money is not going to make you money. Having said that, if you are inexperienced in the market, don't try what I did. Don't go out and buy coffee futures or stocks or anything else because um, at best it's random and at worst you're gonna make a mistake and you're gonna hurt yourself. So, But falling ass backwards in the money isn't necessarily all about trading futures, right? You can get a big bonus. You could get a big bonus one year. Maybe you're a real estate agent and you close on a really expensive house and you get a big commission. Like, there's a lot of ways that you can fall ass backwards in the money. And the biggest one of all is you could win the lottery. And maybe not the Powerball, but you could win some scratch off. You could win like 100 grand or something like that. So, occasionally people do fall ass backwards in the money. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Let me just tell you that it's never easy. Usually, it's really hard. And it was nice to, for it to be easy for a change. So, whenever things get easy, I get nervous. Because I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. So, I was at—I was actually at Hooters, I'm very sad to say, but I do go to Hooters, I actually went to Hooters today. And, um, I'm very sad to say that I was in Hooters and I was checking my Bloomberg app on my phone and the waitress comes up to me. She says, what are you looking at? I said, well, those are all my positions. Those are my investments. And she said, oh, I want to learn how to do that. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being condescending. I'm not patronizing her, but you know what?" What I do is really, like I said, it's 24 years of experience. I mean, it's just something that you're not going to learn in a day. You know, it's just really hard. So it takes lots and lots of experience. And I'm still learning, you know, 24 years into it, I'm still learning. And one thing I had to relearn recently was that if you have a short idea, don't sell something short. Look for the corresponding long idea. It's much easier to be long than to be short, okay? One of my big short positions for years, I held this position for seven years, was a Canadian bank, it was CIBC. And the reason I shorted CIBC was because I thought that the Canadian housing market was gonna blow up and CIBC was most exposed to mortgages and I figured that the stock would get cut in half at least. So. I was short this stock, I was short CIBC, and CIBC pays a huge dividend, they pay about a 6% dividend, and if you're short a stock, you actually owe the dividend. Like, you have to pay the dividend. So, this position was costing me $30,000 in dividends a year, which is terrible. I mean, it is hard to be short stuff. Like, it's not worth it. And that was the thing about the movie, The Big Short. And I liked that movie. It took me a long time to watch it. Um, You know, I was scarred by the financial crisis. I didn't really want to watch the movie, but eventually I watched it and it was very good. It was very entertaining. And the problem with that movie is that for years after that movie, everybody fancied themselves a short seller. Like short selling is a way to get rich in the markets. And it's absolutely not true. That is the single most hardest way to make money in the markets is through short selling. The hardest. And I used to try to run a market neutral portfolio. You know, there's market neutral hedge funds. They're long short hedge funds and they buy some stocks and they short some stocks and they have no market exposure. And they hope that the longs go up and the shorts go down. Frequently, that does not happen. That is the hardest way to make a living in the market. It's incredibly hard. So, you know, I used to try to do that and I just gave up. And inevitably, my worst positions would be short A, short B, and short C. And I'm like, gosh, like, isn't it easier to just be long, you know? And we could have a whole discussion on risk management with a long only portfolio, but we'll do that some other times. So there are going to be times in your life when you fall ass backwards in the money. So what do you do with the money? Well, in the case of this $56,000, uh, I saved it. Okay. I saved it because, uh, you know, I, the way I looked at this was I'm going to be building a house. You know, house is going to cost lots of money. I want to hang on to this money. So I'm just going to save it for the house. So I'm not really spending money on anything these days. And falling ass backwards in the money, there's another word for this. It's called a windfall. And there's a lot of behavioral economics around what people do with windfalls, right? And I've talked about windfalls in the past on the show. I said, if you get a windfall of cash, you can spend 10%, 10% of that money. I mean, it's really unfair to ask people to save the entire amount. Like if you make $100,000 on a scratch off, spend $10,000 and save the other 90,000. That's what you should do, okay? So what would I do with 10% of 56,000? It would be 5,600. 5,600 bucks, I could probably take a short vacation, something like that, but I didn't feel like doing it. And I can't even realistically spend 5,600 on clothes, which is what I would ordinarily do. So, I will say that once you get money, it becomes easier to make money. Okay? Like, it's easier to make money with $100,000 than $10,000. It's easier to make money with a million dollars than $100,000. It's easier to make money with $5 million and a million dollars. Why is that? Why is that? Well, a lot of this is network effects, right? See, what happens is, as you make more money, you get exposed to other people who have money. And other people who have money are generally hardworking and smart, and they know lots of things, and they have connections, and they know other people, and you get exposed to all these other ideas and other people which help you make money. It's, you know, a lot of people say the rich get richer. Well, that's kind of why, you know? It's not a great big conspiracy, it's just that when you become rich, you start hanging around with other people who are rich and you make each other rich. <laughs> that's, that's really what's going on here. You know, uh, I mean, and think about it by virtue of my newsletter, the Daily Dirt Nap. I'm plugged into a network of thousands of people who work in the financial industry who send me ideas all the time. And most of the ideas I don't like, you know, I would say 95% of them are terrible, But I am exposed to a ton of ideas and occasionally I get a really good idea and I say, wow, that is a good idea. So, and in the case of the, you know, these coffee futures, somebody sent me a chart. It was as simple as a chart. You know, it was that simple. But remember what we said about opportunities like this. Okay. First, you have to have the cash. You have to have the cash to take advantage of opportunities. I'm a big, big proponent of holding lots of cash. Cash is a big pile of opportunities. Cash helps you buy something for a lower price later. Cash, (laughs) you can't take advantage of opportunities if you don't have cash. A Couple years ago, we talked about my friend who invested in Peloton in a friends and family round with 25,000 bucks. He made $9 million on 25,000 bucks. He did it because he had the cash. He only had $200,000 to his name, but he invested this $25 and he made $25,000 and he made nine million bucks. You have to have the cash. Then you have to invest, then investigate, which is what we're gonna talk about in a second in this case i didn't even investigate i don't know anything about coffee futures i don't know about coffee i just invested but i didn't wait i invested the second i saw the chart it's all about taking action a lot of people have paralysis by analysis say oh this is an interesting idea and i'm going to analyze this idea and examine it and i'm going to think about it for a couple of months you know by the time you go through this process by the time you invest it's going to be too late invest then investigate you invest and then you do your research on it so and it was a good thing because it started going up the next day that is one thing i consistently try to do as soon as i hear about an opportunity i don't wait i invest in it right away because stocks don't wait for you to make up your mind